Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Attacking Two podcast. I'm your host Jimmy Funnel, and I'm joined as always by my fellow co-host Lawrence Vescali. Uh, hi, Lawrence. Hi. How do? How are you? How are the viewers doing? How are the listeners doing? Hope Terry's all right as well. And um, yeah, I'm excited to talk some Chelsea. Next one in the fray here. I mean, Terry Sarzio, the Mr. Beardface, Mr. McBeardy Beardface, writer for the Chelsea Echo, senior writer, uh, sorry. Uh, Terry, returning guest, great to have you back on, mate. Thank you for having me back on, mate. It's a privilege to be back. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't see your lovely face, but... We'll yeah. make sure to cover it, the blank space up, um, with a very, very nice picture of Terry. As always, we'll start by uh, saying this. Please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Attacking Two podcast. Please do follow us on Twitter. The, the handles will be in the description below. Of course, also follow, follow Terry for all the latest Chelsea news. Uh, he's very active, doing a stellar job, mate. Uh, very worth the follow. Also, his hand and will be in the description below. But let's get right into this. We've got a lot to talk about. Last last night was Frank Lampard's first game as a Chelsea manager. Rejoice! Um, it was definitely something. <laughs> I mean, <Nothing. laughs> was uh, a good first half. A bit rusty. His second half dropped a bit. But Terry, what were your first thoughts after after full time yesterday? Um, I think that the best way to describe yesterday was it was definitely a preseason game. If you could ever imagine a preseason game, um, the first half was it. It was a weird game actually because the game was almost like in four quarters, not two halves for me. It felt like an okay. American. It felt like an American sport game instead of actually football. It felt like the first halves of each half were good, but the second halves of each half were very average or very sloppy. But I think yeah. I think that you have to take that into consideration that obviously we're only, what, six, seven days in into preseason. We're playing against a team regardless of how good they are, what their level is, regardless. They've been playing football for near enough six months straight and everything quite professionally yeah. through their season. And you can tell that there was very obvious signs of rustiness, obvious signs of uh, lack of fitness. And, yeah, so it was very much your, your atypical preseason game for me. Yeah. I mean, you say rustiness. I mean... There was a lot of rust on Danny Drinkwater. I hadn't played for over a year. I think that one shouldn't forget. Uh, quite a few others. Lewis Baker hasn't been playing a lot. Izzy Brown, I think he only played twice for Leeds United last year. Um, though I think Lewis Baker didn't have a bad half, uh, second half of the season at Reading. Um, but still, you know, I haven't been playing a lot recently. Come in the fray... Lawrence, I mean, first half was quite a bit better than the second half, if you ask me. Some great individual performances. I mean, 
take us through the you know the the first goal well first goal there was only one goal from Chelsea's yeah. side but I mean well taken right it was a good goal. I mean, generally, I really agree with what Terry said. You know, the first half of each half was pretty decent. And then it just felt like we got tired. I mean, Lampard said it after the game that they had a pretty tough training session already on the morning of the match day. So, you know, and considering we're already not pretty, you know, particularly fit because we only started pre-season a couple of days before that. Um, and then also having a training session that morning, um, a tough training session as well, apparently. It kind of makes yeah. sense that after 20 minutes or so, you kind of start to tire out a little bit and the team that is in full fitness playing their regular season, um, you know, is doing a little bit better. Um, so yeah. I, I guess it kind of made sense. But yeah, the goal was decent. I mean, Kennedy really wasn't attacked at all. They just let him do whatever he wanted and went for the shot. I still think he hit it straight against Bachwai's arm and that goal should never have stood. Because the way Batshuayi's arm just bounced away, surely it has to have hit his arm. But no, none of the replay cameras actually picked that up properly because, you know, camera work wasn't exactly great at that round. Pre-season. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, once you disregard that, if the ref doesn't see it, the ref doesn't see it. Not going to happen in the league with VAR next season, but it is what it is. And then he, he took it well. You know, he brushed the defender off really well who did go in for the challenge. And um, he just wasn't really faced at all, Batshuayi was. And he just smashed it into the roof of the net. And it was a good finish. You can't really complain about that at all. Mm. And um, especially compared to the second half, what, what happened up front then, you know, it was quite a big difference. You know, I'm not going to uh, start slating, you know, Agbo because he's awful or whatever, but he's not Batshuayi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he showed quite, I, you know, I, I get what you're saying with the arm. Could be given or not uh, with VAR, whatever, but he showed good physicality and there's good strength. And I think that's what we need from a striker. And that's often been the point of critique in the... I'm talking about Bashwai for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Showed some good strength. Ugbo, Ugbo, he's a young lad. I, how old is he? 20, 21, something like that? 20. 20, 20 yeah. yeah. That old, that's older than Hudson Odoi. Uh, that young, I mean. Like, True. But, you know, <laughs> Hudson Odoi isn't, I don't think he'd have the strength to lead the line either. But on the wing, you can uh-huh. use your pace, you know, and I don't know. We weren't able to play that way that he could get in behind. I mean, there was. Defending pretty deep, yeah. uh, you know. It's just, of course, they were understandable. Why wouldn't they? And but he was, he had no service. I mean, did one cross come in? I don't think that it was one cross. Uh, you know, yeah, they, they played exactly. very much through the middle of the park the second half. Yeah. It was just a bit odd because at Derby, Lampard really did like to play. You know, use the wings. And that really wasn't the case in the second half, which was a bit odd. But I do think it had a lot to do with who was on the wings and that Easy yeah. uh, Brown and Lucas Piazza really weren't like finding their feet in the game either. I think the plan was to use the wings a little bit more than we actually did. But like you both said, we really didn't. <laughs> I mean, did, did you did you even notice Lucas Piazza? I mean, he's I think he's one of the longest serving players in our squad right now. And he was anonymous. I think... I don't even want to say it was bad because I just simply didn't see him play. I maybe had five touches that I remember at all, and he wasn't too too good. So I don't think he would be. I know it's only one game and it's Bohemians, but still, I don't know. It doesn't seem very enticing to think about him providing cover in the wings. He won't. I think the problem was is. Um... Unfortunately, I know I, I know he done it in good in, in good form, good consideration. Yeah. Part, but he made a rod for his own back by saying that he was giving everyone a clean slate, and by doing that, he has to play everyone then, yeah. because because if he does, if he says by 
giving him a clean slate, a fresh start and chance and everything, and he doesn't play certain players, then he's going to get called out for that immediately. So Makes he sense. had to play. Yeah. He had to play certain players, and um, granted, we I don't want to really be critical towards the players because obviously it's only one game of preseason, but there are a few players last night that you could tell that Chelsea's not for them to be in a, in a polite way sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, we also we always have to remember that, you know, Bohemians aren't actually a professional football team. Like, I'm not sure whether it's all of them, but or most of them, but all, I think all of their players, like, have other jobs. Like, they're, yeah, they're yeah. Footballers. So it's like, you know, as much as we can talk about being early into pre-season and whatever and only three days in, you know, I mean, they don't even do this professionally. So, like, yeah. you know... <laughs> If I, if I remember correctly, the only the only one that's professional is the goalie, and he actually yeah. plays for Republic of Ireland, so that is it. Yeah. Well, there, there you go then. Like, and it's not like we tested a goalkeeper much, quite frankly. So I mean, they had like, trialists shit. yesterday. <laughs> that's the great thing. They actually used trialists against us. That is. Oh, sorry. And, and he was the, actually the yeah. best guy. Yeah, and on the yeah. Chelsea app, it said trialist B scored. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, that oh was my great. yeah. Oh my God! The guy who scored the goal was a trialist as well, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God! Oh my God! Bloody fair play God. to him, though. Like, fair play. What was his name? Murray. Can't remember the first name. Uh, okay. I, I, I can't remember. But on my thing, it said a trialist B. I was like, God, that's gonna go down wrong. Social yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I checked Bohemians um, Twitter to, to find out his name because it's something Murray. I can't remember now. Yeah. Oh when well. You... Yeah. That, um, that makes it much better, that Lampard out-trending. Sorry, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, it is ridiculous, but what else do you expect from our fan base, quite frankly? Um, but yeah, I mean, sh- shall we stick with the second uh, with the first half for a bit and talk about a few players from that before going to the second yeah. half? Um, because for me personally, I thought, especially Ethan Ampadu and Rishi Baitrai were the ones that stood out by far the most. Yeah. Um, there were also a couple that really did, you know, did the opposite, I guess, but I think the the positive should be highlighted first. So, um, yeah, Ampadu, whenever he plays, whether it's a preseason game, whether it's a, you know, a competitive game or whatever, he just plays well. With maybe the exception of when we played VD away, he wasn't that great then. But other than that, he always plays well whenever he plays. He's he's never seems nervous. Like he never seems phased by anything. He just wants the ball. He wants to pe- play it. He wants to go into the tackle. He's not scared of anybody or anything. And it's just really refreshing to th- to see. And um, you know, Jimmy, you and I spoke about it, and we spoke about midfielders and stuff. Quite frankly, yes, I know it was only Bohemians, but he played next to Danny Drinkwards, and I would much rather have, it, like, after that game anyway, I would much rather have Ethan Ampadu as one of the midfield options than I would have Danny Drinkwards as one of the midfield options for the mm-hmm. season. Especially because Ethan Ampadu can also play at centre-back if it is ever needed. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so, it just seems... I still, I still feel the problem with Ampadu is what is going to be his position going forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's the major problem for him because... Um, I've said it in the past, like he reminds me of a young Marcel Desai that can play centre back centre midfield. But the problem for him at the moment is is Desai was doing that in the latter stages of his career, whereas Ampadu's doing it at the moment in the in the first period of his career. And I know for Wells he's literally just a defensive midfielder plays in that slot in a two man midfield behind the attacking players. At Chelsea, the problem with um for Ampadu is he will play either centre back or centre midfield when there is a spot available, not because he should be in that spot, so to speak. So they need to start finding 
in my opinion, versatility is good, but after a while, it does stink your potential in either one of the positions. So I think they need to start going what's best for him. So to speak. I agree. Uh, I think yeah. I think they should focus on, on midfield for me personally because I always think he's a bit too short to be a starting centre back for a club like ourselves. Yeah. And um, I think if they work on that longer term, I think he could be a good enough midfielder. I don't know. I mean, we will speak about Bakayoko later on, but you know, maybe instead of Bakayoko being that second defensive option after Kante, maybe Ampadu could be the second defensive option. And he's really young. He's 18, 19, isn't he? So, you know, I think they, but I agree with, with what Terry said. They should focus on one of them, but preferably for me, midfield. Lampard wanted him last season at Derby, so you'd expect him to have some kind of an idea where he actually wants to play him. And that will be one of the uh, questions he has to answer or the problems he has to solve. Where does he play? I thought Ampadu, you know, there were people saying, ah, oh, he wasn't passing right. You know, he had some some passes that were open and he didn't do it. I thought he had some great passes in him, you know, over the top, yeah. cross field. He was brilliant. I, I mean, he's 20 years old or 19 even only. He's only Give 18, him, actually. He's only yeah. 18, Jesus. So, only you know, 18, yeah. come on. I mean, cut him on a slack. And, I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain degree, a degree Lawrence, regarding, uh, you know, he is kind of short for a centre-back. On the other hand, I always loved this example because he was one of my favourite uh, centre-backs in at, you know, at that time. It's Fabio Cannavaro. You know, he yeah. was only 170 or something, and he was a brilliant centre-back. I mean, it, I think you just need to have the positioning and the awareness to make up for that, and you have a good defensive partner. You know, if you yeah. have that, and in midfield you have the height, it can work. Yeah. You know, Cannavaro is a World Cup winner. He won loads of Scudettos. Yeah, but he, he had Maldini and Nesta next to him as well, to be fair, for the most Sure, time. sure. But, you know, if, if we have a good enough defence, what won't work is playing Ampadu and Cesar Spilicueta in, oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in, in centre-back. That won't work. Pairing with Kurt Zuma or um, Antonio Rudiger, and I think that would work quite well. Also wouldn't work with, with David Luiz because he's too rash. But, you know, I, I think, although it would be really great having two... There to head who's in defence. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd see him actually as both. I don't. I don't think it's a bad thing that he's been playing both because he's just bossed it every time he's played there. Yeah. You no. Know? But it's still not like Hudson Odoi that he's bossed himself into the starting eleven. Yeah, he was. He was injured that, a lot. Mate. Of course, you know, he was injured a lot. But you, I w- would you pick him over any of the current starting players in either CDM or? Um, you know, send it back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick him over them. Yeah, that, well, that he's eighteen. He's eighteen years old, and you can no, play no, no. cup games. No, it's not for him. It's just saying. Oh. No, not doing. I think. Stick I think that's door. a fair point because um, you can clearly see the talent in Ampadu. He's he's going to be elite tier player in the yeah. future. But as Lauren said, there's more positions going. Right, more players in the positions for centre back and centre midfield than there was for Hudson Odoi when he broke through in the wingers, because let's be honest, the competition at wingers is uh, not as good as the competition in midfield defence. So, yeah. Especially yeah. now that I've left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've been very inactive in, on regards, in regards to the wings. You know, buying the... Pulisic is the first real acquisition that we've had for quite a while, because before yes, yes. that... Yeah. yeah, OK, Pedro, but that's quite a few years ago now. That's yeah. nearly three years. It's, no, oh, four years. Yeah. It was 2015. Yeah. Pedro is 2015, yeah. Yeah, so that's four years. Then you had William before that, Hazard before that. There haven't been that many wingers that we brought in, sure. at least 
So yeah, since you know, since the champions since we won the Champions League, it's been William, Schürrle, and Pedro. That's Schürrle, that's true, and and Hazard. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, Hazard. Yeah, sorry. You'll, you'll get more chances there. We've got loads of centre backs, got loads of midfielders, and also ones that are talented from the loan army. So of course that will be trickier. But he's only eighteen. I think in two years, you know, David Luiz will be gone. You never know what happens with Antonio Rudiger. Uh, midfield, you know. I think, not, I think yeah. with Ampadu, in my in my personal opinion, I think if Lampard hasn't found a way to give Ampadu a sense of um, assurance that he will be not not saying integral this season, but a sense of that yeah, you will be an important player, put him on loan immediately. Put him on loan. I agree. He need, he needs to be playing there for me yeah. personally. He's yeah. got the talent there. Just put him on the team. That suits his style of play or suits the way Chelsea play and let him thrive. That we've done it for Christiansen a couple of years back, and we yeah. going back, send him somewhere. He's not the sort of player that's gonna shy away of going and play for certain teams. You know, just that. don't I mean, give playing. him a dead loan. Just don't do it. Yeah, Lewis Baker exactly. do it. Like, just yeah. don't ruin their careers with stupid mm. loans. Either give him a proper loan or keep him because you know, I think he can get up to like ten appearances, not ten starts, but ten appearances through a season, and that is not awful because you know, yes, it's great to play games. But it's also good to play with good players in training yes. every day rather than playing, mm. you know, for bloody Bristol or whatever. Like yeah. that—that's what I mean with Lewis Baker. It's like these teams just don't need a Lewis Baker. He's kind of his abilities just don't suit these lower English divisions at all. That's why he's kind of been wasting away. Um, but before we go into Mishibachoi, um, you know, because obviously we have to speak about him, I think, um, because we spoke about young centre backs. Obviously, Mark Gray played last night as well, and um, there was. You know, I saw a couple of people that were like really raving about him. I was like, I mean, yeah, he was decent, but I really struggled yesterday to either slate or highlight any of the defenders, even though he, he, got he had, I think he just had a content game, in my opinion, content first half. He didn't do nothing spectacular, but he didn't put a foot wrong. I thought he just put in like a, yeah. uh, a solid performance. That's it, but in my opinion. You say it's enough to go, you know, to go to Japan with the rest of the squad or? Personally, I don't think so because we've got so many people that can play centre back. Yeah, no, I say I th- I say it'd be better for him to go on loan or get yeah. some more time in the development um, teams. Personally, it, even if Ampadu goes on loan, he has to come with us to Japan because he's just he needs to be there. If you ask me, he has to play on with the with the team. I mean, yeah. for example, one of the other names you just mentioned, Gui, who I thought he wasn't bad. You know, he will had that didn't have that much to do, but. Dujan Sterling, you know, he was lauded quite a bit a few years ago. And I thought, yeah, you never know. He might come through. I think, was it Conte that gave him his debut? Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, he played in the but FA he, Cup. But he, but he was, he he was wasn't very, good. He looked very rusty. Yeah, he looked very out of rusty. depth. Yeah. I've got to tell you, he, he always running, losing the ball, running, losing the ball. Even Zappacosta did better. I mean... I don't think there's a point really keeping. If Sapakos is going to stay at Chelsea next season, and we want Reese James, of course, to stay. Yeah, there's no point. You know, yeah. loan him out or sell him. You know, makes but, no sense. Again, like I just said, give him a decent number because last year the poor guy had to be in League One, which I'm like, Dijon Sterling literally played for the Chelsea first team the season before, and then we loan him out to League One. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, I think guy. I think that's a, a general issue of the loan army in itself. I mean, apart from say last season. Up until last season, the loan army structure has been pretty poor 
in terms of where players have gone besides the odd one or two players. It's just been a case of, we own you, can we just get rid of you for a year? Until yeah. last season, it wasn't really done well until the likes of Reese James was getting proper game time and such. And I think, hopefully, if they continue with low army sort of things, they will do it in a better way. So, I think some of the players we just highlighted have um, issues with that, in my opinion. Mm. Well, we've got a bit more better structure now, I hope, with Peter Cech, who might yeah. have something to say there. Um, who I mentioned should get the director of football the last time I was on this show. That is true. Know. Shit, that, that is actually really true. Uh, Lawrence, I don't. Uh, I, I guess you didn't listen to that back then, but the thing is, when Terry was last on the show, we were talking about, oh, it could be Michael Balaka. Who was the second choice? I can't remember anymore. Um, was it a campus? Or yeah, Jorge Campos, yeah. Monchi, them sort of things. Yeah. And yeah. then at the end, it was, what about Peter Che? He hadn't been mentioned at all. And then now it comes Terry the Oracle. <laughs> yeah, this Terry week's lottery numbers are what? No, exactly. Are we going to win the Champions League, mate? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I'm going to put a bet on that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think another decent play from the first half, um, very much to what I said, where he'd done well first part of it and faded away was Conor Gallagher. I think he started off well, but say the last 20 minutes of the first half, he became pretty much anonymous, in my opinion. Yeah. And... And he just, I don't know what it is. I think he's another sort of player where he doesn't know what sort of position he really wants to be in midfield. He's not really an outstanding, he doesn't really have an outstanding trait in a certain position right now. I still think he needs to find a way to say what sort of player midfielder you're going to be in the future. In my opinion. It felt like an eight to me yesterday, like when we watched him play, because he was so clean on the ball. Like yeah. never, never seemed phased, never stressed about it, touched it controlled it, looked up and found his pass and, you know, really did find his pass for the most part. But then for the attacking position, you know, I mean, there was the one moment where Bachoy laid it off for him and he came storming onto it and just put it over the bar, which fair play, you know, good, good, good run, good positioning. But other than that, he felt like there was a bit, not enough of that attacking, yeah. you know, kind of sense to, to play as a 10. So probably is another player that is more of an eight than he is of a 10, but you know, like, like Terry said, he was good. Unless you disagree, Jimmy, but I don't think he will. No, no, I do, I do. Uh, I think he would actually be well served to play a bit uh, deeper because he played as that 10 role and I, I don't think that suits him as much. He hasn't got the pace to really burst right into that uh, uh, penalty box uh, or, you know, I don't. I think he's one of those that needs a second on the ball. Like Cesc Fabregas, he gave him a second. That was phenomenal. You don't have that, and they were pressing quite quite a bit yesterday. Um, he might struggle a bit, so maybe if he's set up deeper, that would have helped him. But you know, we've got a lot of choices at the number ten point uh, position next season, anyway. So, mm. I mean, he yeah. let's be honest, he's not going to be part of the first team nah. next season. When he goes out on loan, or whether he remains part of the the, the development squad, yeah. he wants or whatever, you know. But you know, he's still he's he's got still the choice. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 one of those that's got the time. Well, for example, Lucas Piazon, uh, uh, Dujon Sterling. Well, I don't know, not necessarily Sterling, but there there are a few others Izzy where Brown you say time Izzy Brown, yeah, or um, Lewis Baker. Something has to happen. You know, Lewis Baker's twenty four years old. Piazon's nearly twenty six. That says what, it all really? Me. You're yeah. shitting me. 
He's no. 26. Oh my no. God, yeah. He's been six years at Chelsea, is not he? Or something he like made that. his debut for Chelsea in 2012. <laughs> and he was 20 or something about that. Yeah, okay. Blimey. He's just another Oscar, isn't he? Just a bit worse. But you never know. Are you a winger? Yeah. Are you a cam? Are you a centre mid? No, you're just none of those things. You're just a wannabe Brazilian. Just go away. <laughs> no, but not just a bit worse. I mean, I, I had my issues with Oscar, but Piazza is nowhere near Oscar's level. No, yeah, 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 but it's the same kind of like, no one really knows what you are and you don't seem to know what you are, but because you're Brazilian and then you have skills, but then you're really slow. Yeah. But then you're also really weak. But then you can shoot really well and then you can tackle really well, which makes no sense. <laughs> Oh my god, I, if we're going to be done with that first half, I just immediately have to say second half, holy shit, Billy Gilmer put in some tackles where I thought even the big boys, they didn't have the balls to do them, but he, that guy was absolute, uh, I'm absolutely, you know, starstruck. And, Billy Gilmore, aka the Scottish Andreas Iniesta, I think he, <laughs> I personally believe, I mean, if people want to check my Twitter over the last few days, I am absolutely raving about the kid. I've been raving about him since day one, since Chelsea got him from Rangers. I genuinely believe he is the jewel in the academy's crown and he has the absolute potential to make it at Chelsea and be almost the face of Chelsea in the future. He has absolutely everything for me as a midfielder. Mm. That's the problem that we all seem to have these crowns, uh, these jewels and the crowns in the same position now. Loftus Cheek, yeah. Mason Mount, Billy Gilmore—they all pretty much the same position. But uh, Lawrence Lampard did say he can actually imagine Loftus Cheek starting a bit, you know, further back, you know, yeah. more in central mid when that double pivot. Yeah. What I happens with Jorginho? Not... Don't know, but you know. Yeah, I mean that is some. Before we go into the second half, because there was yeah. a lot of tactical, uh, something tactical that I do want to mention formation-wise. Um, you know, because obviously we want to talk about Batshuayi. Like we said, yeah. you know, he scored that goal earlier. And, um, you know, Terry, yourself, do you think... I mean, of course, it was only Bohemians. But, yeah. you know, compared to his, what Agbo showed, and I think he did well. He had a decent first touch, better than what I remember from Batshuayi, quite frankly. He held it up all right. He looked really sharp, considering we're only four or five days into training. Like, off the mark, he looked really sharp. So it was never going to be the quickest, but he looked sharp, he looked strong. Mm. You know, of course, we haven't seen Tammy Abraham play just yet. But, you know... It, I think, was I think kind of with Batshuayi, he, he looks like he... He wants he wants to fight for the shirt this season. I think when he was here initially, it was almost like he was content being a player of the squad and everything. Whereas he know, now knows, especially with the situation we have with the transfer ban and the fact that we haven't got a striker where any of us can really go, he is our main guy. You feel confident enough to say he is our main guy. I think he knows now this is almost like the ultimate opportunity for him to go, I'm going to take this position. And then it's a case of see how much I can do with this position until next season when it's almost inevitable we are going to go and find, uh, go and try and buy a 78 million pound striker if they're available in the market. So you can tell he's got the bit between his teeth and I just hope um, he can do that throughout the season. I I, I think personally, I, I um, would say he's above Abraham in the pecking order just at the moment just because of his experience. And um, because, obviously, he was back earlier than Abraham and Giroud, I think he most probably will start against Man United on the opening weekend as well, just because of he's been back earlier. But, obviously, there's six more games to go, and we're going to see Giroud and Abraham, no doubt, throughout the other six games. So, yeah. mm. Agreed. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who he then starts on um, on Saturday when we play again. Was it St. St. Patrick's? St. Patrick's, right. St. Yeah. Patrick's Athletic. Um, be interesting to see who he starts there. If Bashwai starts again, I think that you're be, absolutely right. Probably going to be half and for Abraham and other half for Giroud, I'm guessing. Yeah, I sense I sense the players that came like the the thirteen, the squad, the poor thirteen that came a few days after they came on Monday. I think they will play more against St Patrick's Athletic, mm-hmm. and then come Japan when everyone's going to Japan. I think then that's when you start to see every player get forty five, sixty mm-hmm. minutes. I think mm. that would be the consensus. Well, that's actually a good question, yeah. Uh, well, actually, we'll get to that uh, regarding who will actually then make it to Japan. But, yeah, so just to say regarding Mishibashwa, I think one thing that one can't take away from him is that he's just a brilliant finisher. I, I'm not sure if he... You know, there, there have been these people on Twitter saying... Yeah, he's great with his head and hold-up play is good. His hold-up play wasn't bad yesterday, but Bohemians, right? So that has to be yeah. seen whether he can actually do that against the likes of Barcelona or whoever he might still play against. Um, even Salzburg, you know, Salzburg isn't a bad side. If he were the start there, can he hold it up? Um, but his link-up play, I think that's something that you criticised yesterday, Lawrence. I'm not sure if you did, if I read that somewhere else. Yeah, no, his pa- it's, it's, his it's passing's good. not on point. Yeah, I think that's something where, if it works in Lampard's system, brilliant. You know, even if that is one of his uh, vices, vice is too strong, but, you know, weaknesses. Um, Although I did think it improved yeah. as the half went on. Like, he did struggle first few minutes, but then yeah. he got few better passes on like when he like I said earlier when he cut it back for Conor Gallagher that was a decent enough pass mm-hmm. decent enough vision to know where to put it and he put it where he wanted to put it um but you know not everyone is Giroud and well I say that yeah. Giroud can only lay it off Giroud is not like the, the guy that plays the through ball for the strikers <laughs> agenda yeah no come on Giroud is never going to play a Fabregas pass he can just lay it off and um but Bacuay's passing isn't exactly great although I'm not sure that kind of passing that I criticized then Sammy Abraham or Olivier Giroud are particularly, you know, better at. So, you know, really, what difference does it make there? Yeah. All, all three strikers we have are very different in how they play. So yeah. that's got to be that's got to be in, uh, something that Lampard's got to take into consideration for every season. In my mm. opinion. Good as well, you know, if we keep all of them, different options against different opponents, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Be the first time that we have three strikers. I mean, we spoke about this, I think, two weeks ago. It'll be the first time we have three strikers since... Uh, 2014-15, where we had Costa, Remy, and um, Drogba. Drogba, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm all for that. Uh, I think Tammy's at a point in his career where he can stay at the club even if he's not playing game in, game out. And uh, uh, Bash White, I, I don't want to say, okay, now I want him to start next season because the other episode I said I want Tammy to gradually start. That'd be too reactionary, but I think it's like a good said, case. Yeah, I think it's because it's like I can understand where you're coming from. It's the fact that none of the strikers, even though they're all decent and known rights, none of them really scream out and say he has to start for you per se. I think that's I think like, I can understand yeah. where you're coming from. It's just I a difficult decision. It. Like you're gonna yeah. flip flop a little bit here, there, uh, here and there between Tammy and and, and Bachuai especially. I mean. <laughs> 
you know, I don't particularly like Giroud. For you, it might even be flip-flopping between all of them three, depending on who yeah. just plays well. For me, it's just, you know, Drew be the backup. And then whoever, you know, just is in better form and just does better, you know, proves himself yeah. more up until then, between Bachelor and Abraham, should be the main starter for most of the games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a case of he'll pick a striker on a situation um, basis. Mm-hmm. He'll pick a striker for a certain team. He'll pick a, a, a striker for a certain competition. I think it would literally, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like that. And then once, like Lawrence said, once form comes into it, goal streak comes into it, then you'll start to see who has the upper hand, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah. 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 I mean, it'll be also interesting to see how Bashwai then, uh, how he does when Christian Pulisic comes in, because they have linked up quite well at Dortmund in the past. Mm. You never know. You know, it's, it's thoroughly possible that. Um, him coming in that gives Bashwai more of a link up where he knows ah I know how he plays uh, I'll go there as said he can finish uh, he knows where to be that's something very refreshing <laughs> in a striker for Chelsea um, you know I know where I have to stand because how often has it happened over the last couple of years uh, even when Costa was still here that crosses come into dangerous areas and no one's just hazarded to get yeah. on the end of them, you know, go go through it, go into that box, because we've also been missing that from midfield. Loftus Cheek is able to do that; he did it at the end of the season. If he can do that again, brilliant. And Bashwai, I think, is one of those that can do that. So, uh, yeah, I think I, he I, can start. I think I think that might be a, a little uh, um, advantage, like you said, for Bashwai, because obviously, mm. as they were known at Dortmund, Batman and Captain America, they did link up very well. And, and Pulisic is a sort of winger that we haven't had for a long time. All the wingers we tend to have had in the last couple of years tend to just cut inside and try and yeah. create things. Whereas Pulisic is very comfortable at stretching the play and taking players on down the wing and everything, as he showed in the Gold Cup, regardless of who he's playing against, he showed he can do it. So I think I think that won't be an issue there. And um it would be nice to see link up played to towards players that know each other. I know we tried to hopefully see it last season with Georgina and Higuain because obviously of their past and uh, um, Napoli, but this will be a much better example in my opinion. And I think mm. that will be a little bit of a nod towards Bachelor for me. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, I guess sense. coming on to the second half, of course, we did make 11 changes. Um, should we just again pick out uh, you know a few that stood out positively and a few that stood out negatively because we can't talk through everyone like we're yeah <laughs> it's gonna be a bit stretched for time I guess so for me personally who stood out positively was you know you mentioned him already Billy Gilmer um, Baker was a weird one had some really good passes and then some really dodgy moments uh, who did you say sorry Lewis Baker yeah. Baker right yeah yeah and also Ian Martin I have to I have to uh, have to mention he was impressed. I was very impressed with him, Matson. He looks very solid, and it almost looked like he's been there and done it for a few years. He looks yeah. very, he looked very composed and very calm mm. on the ball. But he was with and the under seventeens this summer, and he's playing yeah. like that. I like it. I mean, and he's a champion. He's a World Cup champion, actually. Just yeah, I have to say, and, yeah. and that's that's hopefully a good thing for us because we we sort of have issues at the moment in the left back position because obviously. Emerson's hopefully going to try and get back to his Roma form, and obviously we know what it is with Alonso and such, and and 
and also with Jada Silvergrand. But hopefully now that Castillo has now decided to stay and he's a promising talent, and that Madsen's um, saying, and both and they both play for the Dutch national team mm. together on the left hand side. Hopefully, there's a sign of them too in the future linking up and everything. So, yeah, I was I was very impressed with the like I said with Madsen. It's not like he he was amazing, but he didn't look like he put a foot wrong for me. He looked very composed, and that was yeah. that was that yeah. was very put very reassuring to see personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean. He was one of the performers or the surprise backers because I'll be honest, I hadn't seen really anything of Madsen before. And you heard, I think a lot of us hadn't, to be fair, because he's just, he had he only came like, I think last summer. So yeah. we haven't really had that much time. I've, only, I've only seen him through the UEFA loop, uh, youth league. I've mm. seen the only time I've actually seen any real footage of him. But he looked decent at the youth league level. And as you say, because he's done well internationally already for a seventeen-year-old, so and he's he's a uh, he's got very he's got good versatility. I mean, he can play left back, he can play left uh, wing, and he can also play as a left-footed centre back as well. So mm. he's definitely got some versatility to him. So hopefully, it's a good sign for him in the future. The question is now: uh, I don't know what you you two think about this, but why was Juan? I mean, maybe there's an official reason already. I, I just didn't hear about it. But why is Juan Castillo been staying at home while Madsen's been taking I'm with them? Not sure. Uh, I, I, I was I was asked because I was doing a lot of the reporting last night on the team yeah. and everything. Because I, I have I have quite a few people that like to ask me questions about youth kids like all the youth said so mm. and I'm happy to discuss them and they were asking me where's Castillo where's Castillo and the truth is is I don't know mm. I honestly don't know maybe uh. it's something completely innocuous and something simple at Chelsea that they're sorting stuff out I, I don't think it's a case of he's injured I don't think it, it mostly it's just some sort of something yeah, maybe. very mundane that they're just sorting out for him personally I guess so. Maybe he's just one of the guys who will definitely go out on loan. And then if you're going to be out on loan anyway, why go on pre-season? And maybe Martin yeah. will stay with the, the youth teams, you know, for the year. So maybe that's why they took him, I guess. Could be oh, a why? Why would he sign that contract extension? He wanted to leave. He was one of those that was thinking about, yeah, I'm going to go. And then suddenly he's staying, you know. Well, you're not going to get the option this season, quite, let's be honest. Like, you know, whether Frank Lampard is in charge, Conte, Sarri, it doesn't matter. He was never going to get his chance this season. No, but they will have have to have given him any some sort of reassurance for the future. You know, whether that be just because it's Frank Lampard, I can't imagine that is the sole reason. So yeah, I don't think it's just that. I don't think it's just that. I think it, I think it would be quite foolish for him to sign it just because it's Frank Lampard. Yeah, but I think there's got to be like Jimmy said, there's got to be something in place for him, or even like Lawrence. And said the sun got to be sent in place, but for him not being there, I think, I think it's just something innocuous, and we might just be overthinking it personally. Mm. Yeah. One thing that I do want to mention, I thought was really interesting, is a tactical situation because in the first it was a clear four-two-three-one, and yeah. you know, some people are a fan of it. I'm personally not so much, especially when Loftus Cheek is back. Up until then, I don't really mind that much, um, but in the second half, that was a four-three-three on the ball. And that was a 4-3-3 with Lewis Baker as the regista that was. And I, I'm not having anyone telling me any different. Off the ball, yeah. Bakayoko dropped deep and made it kind of a 4-2-3-1. All right. But on the ball, 
but Kyoko moved up to Baker's right, yeah. and Billy Gilmore moved up on Baker's left, and Baker stayed deep and played the passes round. And if you know Frank Lampard is gonna, you know, do a regista and start playing Jorginho there, actually, you know, I'm like fair play. You know, also I can't wait for the sorry hate. Just how they're gonna try to justify it. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I already had people like sorry, he's gone. Move on. All right. Well, I mean. <laughs> Johan Cruyff is dead and still people play football. Like, just because he's gone doesn't mean it's irrelevant now, all right? <laughs> you used the same example yesterday on your stream. Yeah, You're recycling. Exactly. You're recycling <laughs> jokes here. Oh, I think, I think yesterday we, we, we went, we done like a hybrid sort of thing in the second half. We went between a 4-3-3 and a 4-1-4-1 yesterday, I felt, in the second half. And like Lauren said, I think 4-2-3-1 at the moment first doesn't suit us because... We haven't got a sort of midfielder, like midfield, like players in that midfield role. Besides possibly Pulisic or William that can play in the number 10, where we can afford to have a 4 2 3 1, in my opinion. I think we're more, at the moment, in terms of the players we have at our disposal, I think we're more suited to a 4 3 3. We just need a number 8 in our team, and a 4 2 3 1 does offer a number 8. And I think both Ruben and Mason Mount really need that position to really thrive. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally wouldn't be surprised if Mason Mount's above Ross Barkley now in the pecking order because of his experience Hopefully. with with uh, Darby. I'm not saying I don't personally think it will. I personally think Barkley should still be above him. But I, yeah. I, 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 like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he is because of his time with Lampard at Derby. Especially as the season goes on, I guess. Yeah. Mate, that That's true. Maybe as the season goes on, but I think people are overestimating... The relationship between Lampard and Mount, it will certainly oh, yeah. benefit him in the long term. But I think Ross Barkley is actually rated by Lampard. I can't imagine yeah, that he isn't because he's at England's number eight as well. Yeah, he rate Ross Barkley. <laughs> I think he's, I think that's I think that's very unfair because I also have loads of issues with Barkley Lawrence, but. You know, he had some great season. He had that one really, really great season in the past for for Everton, and he has shown what he can be capable of. It's just consistency issues. If he would play the way he did last season uh, in October, for example, all the time, we wouldn't be having this discussion. You know, we'd say, yeah, he's fine at number 10. He can't do it consistently, and it's his head, head issues. That one month in October, he was he was electric. He was flawless. Yeah. But he probably also doesn't, doesn't understand how he did that, quite frankly, because I've never seen Ross Barkley play like that, and I've never seen him play like that since. Like he that month, he was quick. He was quick with his passing. He was quick with his movement. He knew what he was doing. He knew when to go where. He was. I'm not going to say perfect, but he was just very good, and he couldn't replicate that even for just minutes. Like. It's not. It's not even a case of all right. He had a few good minutes here and there after that. I'm not not saying like he did he wasn't for England. Good. He oh, did for right. England. Yeah, but that is relevant to me. I'm a Chelsea fan, not an England fan. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I don't care what he does for England. And I think I think, but that's a, that's a good point though, because I think that's the issue with Barkley, is that everyone thinks that because how Barkley performed for England in those two international matches during the season, that's where the skepticism comes because they're like. Why can't do? Why can't he do it for Chelsea then? And I think that's the issue with Barkley, in my opinion, is is that he can show that he can do it on an international level, but it's true what Sari said when they were talking about why can't he do it for Chelsea. And I remember not exactly saying it, but he said, 
let's be honest, Serbia and Montenegro is not a Premier League team uh, level sort of team. So that's the issue. It's like, yeah, it's hard. Wait, 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 mate. Serbia will be a Premier League team. Montenegro wouldn't. Serbia and Montenegro are two different. I, I still, yeah, I mean, I'm still saying Serbia. I'm yeah, you, you have to make a difference because eh? Serbia has Luka Jovic, has uh, Milinkovic Savic. Come on, they they have some really, yeah, really good players. Because no, what it was is I literally I said Serbia and Montenegro. I still had in my head that they're still together. I meant Montenegro, <laughs> yeah. I meant Montenegro. <laughs> Just had to correct you there, T. No, no, that's I'm glad you did. I Who was, was the other team they played? Montenegro and Czech Republic. They're yeah. not too bad, yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, Chip probably are not the, the Chip probably evolved one here. Like, yeah, Chip probably has been quite a while since they had like Nedved and them lot and Rizitki. Yeah, exactly. Well, he has done it consistently for a whole season, which was actually our worst one in decades, which the 2015-16 season, he was scored 15 goals, like had also 11 assists. He was electric there as well. He was um, very, very his, good. His best ever season was eight goals, eight assists in the league. All right, I'm going to have a look at that. This because I can remember <laughs> writing it for my article. Uh, I know that for a fact. His best ever season was eight goals, eight assists. In the league anyway. It might be in all competitions. It might be the numbers you said. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to keep talking and you're just going to... Yes, you do that, mate. Um, because I wanted to know, Terry, what you thought of Bakayoko because obviously it is a very much so spoken <sighs> about, I don't know, yeah. position and just personality within the squad because you know he had a decent enough loan spell at AC Milan didn't start off great but as the season went on he did well played a lot and um, you know did alright even though he had a little spat with Gennaro Gattuso and to come out of it just spat with Gennaro Gattuso and still keep playing fair play yeah. <laughs> um, so you know I don't you think should... you should judge him on yesterday because he was like I don't know like he, he did had, had a few bad passes had a few decent passes he had that decent shot that the keeper did alright to save you know uh, Bohemians shouldn't be the game that we judge to be Bakayoko. Yeah, for me, for me personally, I, I, um, I will give him the whole preseason before I really do go whether he should stay or go. I think I, I before he even come back, I thought it would have been best for him to just move on personally. But I am, but he's here now, so I am going to give him the benefit of that and give him a chance over preseason. My my issue with Bakayoko is it's not the fact that um, whether he's good enough. It's the fact that we've we've already, we've got quite a few midfielders that are capable of doing what we need in the midfield. In my opinion, whether you play a two in the midfield or a three in the midfield, I remember because I'm writing I'm writing a, a, a an article for the Chelsea Echo. We're talking about how we're having to cut down certain players, because at this moment in time, we've got approximately 40 players that could potentially be in the first team squad. So we need yeah. to cut down. And looking at it there, we, at this moment in time, we have 12 central midfielders on the books. So yeah. it's a case of Chelsea used six central midfielders last season, at most, throughout the whole season. And I think at a, at a push, at an absolute push, we could, we could have as many as eight, but that is it. So... Yeah. You can have eight because Loftus-Cheek is currently still injured. Yeah. But that's why you kind of need an extra because up until then you still need the numbers. I mean, yeah. I, I pretty much agree with what you said. The only thing that I don't think, in which way, we, I don't think we have what he is, is. I feel like 
I know he's not the greatest defender, defender like defensive midfielder as you know mm. defending, but I still think with his physique and you know you he can still yeah. learn and become better at that. And to see yeah, a game he's... out for the last 10, 15 minutes when you won't go up, I don't think we have anyone like him that's just yeah, physically he's... strong and it's just going to bulldoze. He's I don't think definitely... we have any. Yeah, he's definitely the only one in the current squad that is got his sort of physique and strength who plays yeah. in the midfield. That's definitely. A, a, That's not why saying, I don't mind keeping him. Yeah, because Con- Conte does pretty much the sort of stuff that Bakayoko does, but Conte is not the same sort of defence minded midfielder. So, yeah, I can understand where you're coming from. So, like I said, I'm prepared to give Bakayoko the entire preseason and uh, see who it goes because I think he will play. I think he will be involved in pretty much every preseason game because. Someone like him, he needs to be playing. He can't just be back at Cobham and not be involved in the long game, in the yeah, preseason yeah. game. So I think he will be around. Mm-hmm. And it's just a case of for Lampard to find what sort of midfielder he will work with, what sort of midfield option he will be suited to. So like I said, I'm, I'm willing to give back here for the benefit of that, but I'm just still not sold on him personally. But, yeah, I don't like think I said, anyone can be sold on him, quite frankly, yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah. It depends. If he plays like he did at Monaco, then you know I wouldn't have a problem with that. But oh, the no, problem is replicating it. That's always difficult. But, typical, uh, Chelsea, typical Chelsea of all the players that Monaco have sold in the last couple of years, we got possibly the worst one, but I'll leave yeah, it there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Sidibe hasn't been too good since you know everyone left. Well, where has he gone? No way, still in Monaco, you know, everyone yeah. went uh, elsewhere and he has been pretty shocking, partially, what I've seen from him. And, you know, he was linked to Chelsea back then as well, so we could have yeah. been done even worse, I guess. And, ah, oh, Thomas Lamar hasn't been that yeah, good Lamar, either. So. Lamar was a huge flop last season. Yeah. Huge flop. He didn't play much at Atletico, did he? Well, he, he, got, he, he pretty much got dropped like within the first month. He he just was like, Simeon was like, no, nah, no thanks. He went back to playing. He went back to playing four central midfielders in a four four two basically. Yeah, it's just crazy money that they spent for him and not to play him. Same with Charles Felix, but that, that's a different topic. I mean, yeah. what I think, what you know, is looking at how we're doing time wise. Ten minutes to go. Yeah, so I, I think one thing that would still be interesting to talk about... Is no, 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 let us know about Barkley, because I want to know if I... Completely... Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. No, you're right. His whole season was 12 goals and 11 assists. That's why I still had in my head. But he, in the glee, he scored eight goals and eight assists. So, yes, but generally speaking... <laughs> so, kind of, yeah. Um, he can do it. But, you know, uh, Barkley's a very difficult topic um, among the fan base because I'd be like him or you don't. I think he's a nice chap and he can do parts. I wouldn't sell him. You know, next season, next no, summer, no, can have a lot, but I wouldn't sell him. Definitely not. I, but, I, I, um, pre- yeah. I'm prepared to give Barkley another season just because of the fact that his first season was pretty much blood ravaged mm-hmm. with injury. Well, his first six months was ravaged yeah. with injury. And obviously, his first full season, he was pretty much in and out of the team because obviously. Mm-hmm. And he had good meme. times and he had bad times. Yeah, he had the, the old meme of Kovacic and Barkley and Barkley. We'll leave it for another time. But I'm, I'm prepared to give Barkley another season. But if Barkley yeah. can't perform any sort of decent level this season, then I, I will be the best for him then to go. Yeah. 
I think it's definitely a make or break season for a few of those midfielders because depending on who stays, you're not going to have a better coach uh, or first team coach than Frank Lampard who can actually further you and develop you as a midfielder um, as these current crop of players have. So it'll be really interesting, especially in that midfield, see how they develop. Can Barkley bring consistency in his game? Can he make these runs into the uh, box? Kovacic only said today, in a, or yesterday, whenever it was, in an interview recently, he wants to learn from Lampard to score yeah. more, you know. He will be able to tell them, go in. And I think we will be seeing more long-shot efforts this season because Lampard will be more intent on doing that. So, yeah, but, I'm, you know, Timo Bakayoko, I'm pretty much on, on board with Terry there, so I'll refrain from uh, going into felt- detail there. I've always felt with the midfielders ever since Lampard left is Lampard left such a huge mark on Chelsea. He's become almost an anomaly at Chelsea in terms of every midfielder now is going to be compared to him in terms of can he score, can he do this, can he do that. Uh, and I'm going to write, I'm writing something similar about that in terms of Kovacic and Jorginho being constantly scrutinised for their lack of goals and assists and Lampard being an anomaly of him. So, it's true what you said. He is the perfect coach, the perfect man to seek the guidance and the development from. I'm just hoping that from now on, not every single midfielder is going to be judged on goals and assists because, one, it's not not always going to be a case of where we need a midfielder to score goals because that's obviously, at the end of the day, down to the forward line. There's plenty yeah. of teams that ran Europe in recent memory that's not needed midfielders to score goals from. Mm. And like I said... The likes of Frank Lampard and also, for example, Steven Gerrard at Liverpool, they are two very, very, very rare midfielders that could have done what they could have done. And I just hope that midfielders going forward now at Chelsea are always constantly compared and scrutinised to Lampard mm. for, this, for their own sake. Definitely. And do make sure to check out Terry's article once it is live on the Chelsea Echo Last topic for today. Uh, we're going to keep this really short, so just give me names. No reasons. Just give me names in regard to who will s- not stay with this group for Japan. Um, so we're talking uh, about the, the group that's together now, you mean? Yeah. So, I okay. mean, of course, they're like these ones like Goyos, um, Madsen, that will probably not stay. But like other names which come to mind, just give me one or two names where you say, I don't think they'll be coming with us to Japan. Um, if you want to give a reason, one sentence, uh, we'll do that. For what do you mean? Of the ones that aren't obvious? Yeah. Well, don't we think that all the obvious ones will just go? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's, it'll be interesting. I'm asking you now. I mean, it's, there are a few. Let me, let, let me, let's just have Terry answer and then I'll give you my take and then you can, all right, all right. you'll see. There's, there's obvious ones, for example, like Baker, Palmer, Piazzon, those sort of things. Mm. They're pretty obvious. There's no really that. The the ones where you think you don't know and you're not sure about them staying, um, I'll be very surprised if Danny Drinkwater actually goes, personally. I don't think oh, we need right. Danny Drinkwater at Chelsea. We have mm. enough midfielders at Chelsea. Nothing against him personally. Um, I've mm-hmm. got no issue with him, but we have enough midfielders that Chelsea yeah. can, that can do what Drinkwater does, and there are better that at doing it than Drinkwater. 
and they it's like you said, every week. I mean, you said that at the start of the program. Danny Drinkwater's last um, involvement in the Chelsea shirt was pretty much a year ago in a preseason friendly against Leon at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, he's basically yeah. played two forty-five minute spells in a, in an entire year. Yeah. Granted, that's to do with Sari excluding because he felt that he wasn't best for his team, but. And like I said at the, early in the program, that Lampard's almost forced to have played in because obviously we mentioned the clean slate stance and everything. Yeah. But I I can't <clears> see I can't see Danny Dreamwalker yeah. still being at Chelsea once the window shuts in August. Personally. Yeah. So my name would be Kennedy. I don't know if he'll still be here. Be interesting to see. Don't know if he will. I don't think he was that good uh, yeah. yesterday. Would be one of those. So that's why, basically, why I was talking about Lawrence. You got a name? Well, I, I agree on Kennedy. Um, I, I would have seen him as an obvious one. That's why. Um, well, now that you've taken <laughs> the more obvious ones out of my mouth, I guess, making it even more difficult for me here. Um, I'm going to go with. Well, you know. I'm just I'm, no, no. I just have to agree with you two. There's no other options. Where I'm like, okay, apart. From I'll give options. I'll give you another one. I don't think he will stay at Chelsea this season, but I think it'll be for a completely different reason. I think Tomori will not stay at Chelsea this season. Point, yeah. Oh yeah, I agree. I forgot. I about think the I think Mason Mount will stay, but I don't think Tomori will stay just solely because of the fact that we've got like what feels like a million centre backs at Chelsea. So mm. there's a number name. It, not it's not an obvious name, but at the same time, it's also. And then where you think he could stay, but he won't. So. Yeah. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah. Okay. Lawrence. Yeah. Um, I think our time's up, unfortunately. I think so, too. I think our time is up. So, guys, everybody that has been listening so far, if you've made it this far here, pretty much an hour, thank you. We really do appreciate it. Um, you know, wherever you are listening or watching, if it is YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it may be, Please subscribe. You're not all of those three platforms. I'm not sure whether you can actually subscribe on, on Spotify, but just find a way in it. Just try. Do it anyway. Just bookmark. Just bookmark. All the good things. Um, drop a like on YouTube. Leave us your comments down in the comments section below. Like, like I say, you know, why not? Just leave us your thoughts on everything we discussed. Um, but you don't have to, you know, leave a full essay. Just leave your thoughts. Um, and on, on iTunes, of course, leave us a good rating. That would be greatly appreciated. You know, the better the rating, the, you know, the better it is for us, really. Um, of course, also check out Terry, you know, his social media um, in the description below. Check out myself and Jimmy. Um, and, of course, the, the channel's um, Twitter account. Again, also down in the description below. And I'm Terry, yourself. Do you just want to say, you know, goodbye and basically plug yourself really quickly before we run out of time, basically? Um, just want to say thank you once again for having me on, Jim. Um, much appreciated. And it's been a pleasure to talk to you for the first time in person, Lawrence. So it's nice to speak to you, my friend. I know we've spoken on social media, but it's been good to speak to you directly. So much uh, appreciated from both of you guys. Um, I'll quickly just mention you can find me on Twitter at the handle of Sozio1984, but I'm more commonly known on Twitter as Forever Blue. I talk about Chelsea, I talk about football, I'm very honest, I'm very um, opinionated, but I do it in a, in a nice way, I do it in a very pol a polite and professional way. I talk, I'm more than happy to talk about Chelsea and football 24-7, and like Jimmy said at the start, I am the senior writer and senior podcaster for the Chelsea Echo, so you can find me there as well. Perfect. That was perfect. Again, thank you for coming on. It was a good chat, and yeah, guys, thank you very much for watching. 
Very much appreciate it. Up to Chelsea and um, keep the blue flag flying. Thank <laughs> you.